Bonjour. Welcome to the Cognac Expert Calendar podcast, hosted by Taylor. So today I'm very pleased to be joined by Amy Pasquet from Domaine Pasquet. How are you doing today, Amy? I'm great. How are you, Taylor? Great. Nice to speak with you. For our listeners who may not know, who are you and what do you do? So my name is Amy Pesquet. I am running Domaine Pesquet with my husband, Jean, who is the second generation after his father, Jean-Luc, to run this domaine where we have 15 hectares of vines. Historically, we've had between seven and nine hectares in the Grand Champagne in Eraville. Now we have nine hectares in Grand Champagne in Eraville and six hectares in Petit Champagne in Birac. So it's just across the border with the Petit Champagne. And Eraville is really on the border as well. So from our plots of vines, we can see the other crew, which is pretty cool. We are all about cognac from terroir cognac. So all about the flavors that come from the grapes. We have been using organic agriculture since 1998. That's when we got the label, but we've been using the technique since 1993. And that's also a part of terroir for us because Jean-Luc inherited a small vineyard and some beautiful stocks. He started bottling his own cognac in 1977. Unfortunately, or fortunately, he was a victim of his success. There was very little stock left when my husband took over in 2011. So we decided to become negotiants. But not just any kind of negotiants. We wanted to really highlight the work of the vintner. So we started our collection called Trésor de Famille, which means family treasures. And they truly are treasures. They're single casks. They're real gems. But it's not something that happens very often in the cognac world. My husband really loves blending, which is the art of the cognac world. So he started a new series called Confluence. And this is the third Confluence cognac to come out. So Confluence is blending. And so whenever we go treasure hunting, as we like to call it, we find casks and sellers that he's thinking about, oh, this would go so well with this one. And this would go so well with this one. So this really highlights his talent as a master blender, but also the terroir of the eau de vie he's using. So we're blending not to erase the terroir effect, but to put it in its best light and we only make a small batch cognac from our organic four, which does come from our property to our confluence. Everything is uh, really artisanal here. And so what's the name of the cognac we're tasting today? So today we'll be tasting our newest confluence, which is called Vieille Grand Champagne, Old Grand Champagne. It's a blend of five different eau de vie from the Grand Champagne region, including some from here in Eraville. The oldest eau de vie is from 1979, and the youngest is from 1994. And how would you describe the style of this cognac, if we can even talk about style? For me, this is easy drinking cognac. This is a bottle you're going to want to sit down and drink among friends, and the bottle might not finish the night. That's the kind of cognac this is. You said that your husband, Jean, he really enjoys blending. Cognac traditionally is a blended spirit. Do you have any insight what he was going for with this specific blend? 
I do. He was going for that kind of cognac that you can sit down and drink really easily because in fact, a lot of our treasures can be sometimes difficult to approach cognacs because they're bottled at high ABVs and they might be unique flavor profiles that aren't necessarily something you're used to when you're tasting cognac. Whereas this tastes like old Grand Champagne, I would say it's highly drinkable. And that's exactly what he was going for. Would you say a cognac like this is a good gateway to the Trésor de Famille or they're kind of Absolutely. Different? We work a lot with the Gros Perrin Cognac and we're available in La Cale, which is their spirit and wine shop next door to where they have their cellars. And this cognac is, I don't know if we had our first two confluence. One was called Très Vieille Petite Champagne and another one was called, and the Cognac de Raville is in the same style as this one, but younger. So this is an older kind of more mature tasting Cognac de Raville. And Axel, so Guillaume's sister, used the Cognac de Raville as a gateway cognac to more precise, very atypical single cast kind of cognac. It is bottled at 45.5%. It's not at 40%. But I think that doesn't affect how you're going to feel the alcohol when you taste it. Those extra five percentage points, what does that bring to this cognac and just cognac in general? So in general, I think the extra alcohol is going to bring you a richer palate and length on your palate. So the cognac is going to stay longer. You're going to have those extra flavors that are going to last a longer time with those extra ABV points. Now, I understand that this is a blend of 5 ODV and they're quite old. Do you know, did distillation occur with the Lees or without or a mix? Yes, maybe? here in the Grand Champagne, there is one cognac house that is specifically dedicated to the Champagne Cruise. And that house asks us to distill with the Lees always. So a lot of Grand Champagne Cognac is distilled on the Lees. I think for many producers here, that is so important that it goes with the terroir. I know very few producers here who distill without the Lees, unless they're distilling for that other Cognac house that doesn't want any Lees. And in terms of the cellar conditions, do you know, was this aged and humid, dry, maybe a mixture of the two different cellar types? So I know the cognac from the 90s was in very humid cellars. And I know the cognac from 1979 was in a very dry cellar. I don't have much more information than that. So five different eau de vie, five different cellar conditions because there were five different cellars. And on site at Domaine Pesquet, what are your cellars like? Okay. So we have four different cellars on the property here. There's a new one. That's actually an old one that we've redone. So we don't have a lot of information on that one. We don't have feedback on it yet, but we have one humid cellar right next to me in that room there that houses our older eau de vie and all of the Faux Blanche eau de vie and the eau de vie that's selected to become organic tin. But when we purchase cognac, we usually put it in a cellar that is dry because that's our working cellar. And that cellar is where we're going to be able to reduce to the desired ABV. That cellar is also where we're going to taste the most. And yeah, we have the most access to that cellar. It's a cellar that's watched very carefully. And it's a very old fashioned cellar. So when it's humid out like today, it's humid too in the cellar. And for this uh, Confluence uh, Vieille Grand Champagne, I imagine there are no additives, no sugar, no coloring, anything like that? We can't guarantee the fact that people before us didn't add things. That's the thing. Usually when we go to a cellar, we don't work with people who bottle 
because those are the people who add things. So when you work with a vintner who never puts in the bottle, he's not, not in his interest to, to do the additive part because he knows his client will do it. Generally speaking, it's not to say that we've never worked with people who've bottled their own cognacs, but generally speaking, we work with only people who sell in bulk. And those folks don't add things because they don't need to, or if they do, they're going to add liquid boise, which for me is the probably the most interesting of additives. It's really just wood extract. So we distill wood chips, which are left over from cooperages with water. So yeah. it's a different way of extracting wood. Yeah. So I can't guarantee the fact that there is no boise in here, but I can guarantee the fact that we've added no sugar or caramel and we didn't add any boise anyway. For some old cognacs that haven't been correctly housed in new oak in the beginning of their lives, it's the best way to get them the wood that they need for their structure. If you had to give some taste directions, how would you describe the nose here of this Confluence Vieille Grand Champagne? So we have a lot of fruit, some citrus, which is traditionally found here in Eraville from Artawa. And I know that there's some cognac from Eraville. I think I have the beginning of some like exotic fruits, maybe a little bit of passion fruit, but there is a bit of spice, which is normal for older cognacs, palate. So we're going toward more like oranges. Uh, I would say like candied oranges or candied citrus. And there is like quite a bit more spice, maybe some cinnamon, maybe some Christmassy things. This might go well at Christmas. The added strength gives it just a little bit of oomph that you need. It's not flat. Like sometimes you have a cognac at 40 that can be just flat on your palate, but there's a bit of spice. It's okay. And moving to the finish, I imagine that this is a long cognac. It is. And I find the persistence of those oranges, those candied oranges is still there. So yeah, perfect for Christmas. Would you say that, because everything I'm hearing, that this sounds very like textbook, mature Grand Champagne. Is that a fair assessment? That is a fair assessment. I would say we have a little bit of uniqueness in the mouthfeel and as well as this creaminess. But yeah, definitely the Grand Champagne. Now, for those folks out there that only drink single cask spirits or think that's all they should be drinking, what would you say to them to encourage them to drink a blended cognac? I think what they see in a blend is that it's mass produced. Oftentimes a blend is there to take away any kind of uniqueness of flavor of a terroir, whereas this one is made for it to shine. Jean and I say that this the Confluence series is really symbiotic relationships between eau de vie, like one plus one equals three. So sometimes when you make a blend, you can take the most beautiful old eau de vie and put them together and they will not work together, even though they're beautiful as they are. And then on the other end, you might take some things that are very okay, but not fantastic eau de vie and put them together and they'll make something really incredible. So that is the art of blending. And it's finding these relationships between eau de vie to make something better than the sum of its parts. The holiday season is upon us. Do you have any personal favorite pairings either before, during, or after a holiday meal? So I really actually like to cook with cognac and I came here from the Southeast of America. So I love bourbon. I still love bourbon, but I do find that cognac has a little bit more balance when you're using it in the kitchen than bourbon. Bourbon has a lot of really strong flavors. 
So I came with a bourbon pecan pie recipe and a bourbon pumpkin pie recipe, which I've converted now to cognac pumpkin pie and cognac pecan pie. And I highly recommend trying cooking with those. I use our organic seven, not confluence cognac, (laughs) but you can obviously pair that kind of meal that has cognac flavors in it with cognac. And I do recommend serving cognac with dessert. So I know in the UK, usually they're going to make a Christmas pudding with cognac and you can really pair well anything that's made with cognac in the recipe with cognac. So I highly recommend trying with your dessert and also trying your favorite boozy pie recipe with cognac. Thank you very much for your time. I wish you happy holidays and uh, and hope you enjoy some nice cognac during the holiday. So uh, again, thank you very much, Amy, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cognac Expert Calendar Podcast. All bottles of this calendar can be found on cognacexpert.com. Tomorrow is another day, another cognac. Au revoir.